0: Listening to SBS on the money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Coming up, the
1: Reserve Bank leaves interest rates on hold. So have we reached the peak? It's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 1st of August 2023. Later on Market Day, we'll speak with Martin Lakos from Macquarie, who will go through the market reaction to the Reserve Bank's decision to keep official interest rates on hold again at 4.1%. For more on the decision and economic impacts, I spoke with Stephen Smith. He's a partner at Deloitte Access Economics. Stephen, the Reserve Bank left interest rates on hold. Why?
2: There are really two key pieces of data that have been released since the Reserve Bank last met. Uh, the first was the June quarter inflation data uh, that showed that inflation's decelerating uh, in Australia and falling more quickly than what the Reserve Bank uh, was previously expecting. Uh, the other key piece of data was retail sales uh, showing that um, spending from consumers is going backwards. Uh, so you know those two key pieces of, of data were instrumental in the RBA's decision today.
1: It did highlight some uncertainties, namely services inflation, which it says is still high, wages, which is also climbing. And at the same time, it said in its final paragraph that some further tightening of monetary policy may be required. So do you think the risks are still to the upside that we might see another interest rate rise?
2: Certainly what we've seen over the last year or so is quite a hawkish central bank, so they're clearly very keen to, to get inflation back to that two to 3% band as quickly as possible. Um, and so, you know, there are risks, I think, in the short term to, to the upside in terms of, of interest rates. Uh, although, you know, uh, we think, uh, that, you know, that the cycle is probably done. Uh, though there are, as you say, um, some aspects of the Australian economy, which suggest inflation still hanging around, uh, and there are, and the RBA may wish to move once more.
1: So a headline, no more interest
2: rates from here is too early to call. We, we do think that the cycle has peaked. So we don't think there will be any more interest rates, but uh, interest rate increases. Uh, but the Reserve Bank has shown itself to be pretty hawkish over the last 12 months. And so, you know, we can't be completely confident, but you know, that's our expectation and that's what we think should happen.
1: What I also saw that was interesting in the statement today is, is that it also highlighted that the impacts of higher interest rates have been quite um, un, unbalanced or uneven because the RBA said many households are experiencing a painful squeeze on their finances, while on, on the other side, you've got those benefiting from rising house prices, still some substantial savings buffers and in higher interest income. Isn't that right?
2: That's absolutely right. And that's always the case with monetary policy and, and interest rates, you Now they do Obviously affect um, borrowers and savers in, in much, um, very different ways. Um, that's perhaps been exacerbated this time around. We've seen through COVID, you know, very, very low interest rates and acceleration in the house prices. And so, you know, people who, who purchase properties um, more recently, uh, who have, or, 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 who have sort of substantial amounts of, of a mortgage still to, uh, still to pay off. They're the ones really feeling the pain here. Whereas, you know, there are other other Australians with, um, you know, their, their mortgage paid off that they're perhaps shrugging their shoulders uh, slightly and uh, wondering what the cost of living uh, crisis is all about.
1: Bill, even at 4.1%, has the RBA gone too far and what are the risks to the economy?
2: We think the RBA has already gone a little bit too far. And the reason for that is that uh, most of the inflation that we've seen uh, in Australia, the excessive inflation that we've seen over the last year, has been driven really by supply-side issues. So through COVID, that was international price pressures. Um, more recently, that shifted to domestic supply-side issues, the housing market in particular. Higher interest rates uh, are not going to help to bring down um, rental growth. In fact, they may make it worse by, by making the supply response, more housing construction, uh, more difficult. Um, to make matters worse, we haven't seen the full impact of the 400 basis points of increases that the RBA's already um, are put in place. We haven't seen that play through yet, uh, and that's exacerbated by people rolling off fixed mortgages onto variable mortgages. So, still some risks there, and yeah, potentially um, the RBA gone too far.
1: So, finally, if higher interest rates won't necessarily really hit inflation, how do you fix it? Where does the responsibility lie?
2: That's supply side inflation, that those um, price pressures that are coming from supply constraints in the economy. As you say, that's not a monetary policy fix. That's on the fiscal policy side. So that's more government policy, both at the federal and state level, uh, doing things to improve productivity, to make housing construction, uh, sort of ease congestion in the, in the housing construction uh, sector. Um, competition policy, innovation. These are the sorts of things that need to happen in order to uh, make the uh, the Australian economy more resilient against these supply-side pressures.
0: Stephen
1: Smith there from Deloitte Access Economics.
0: Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast.
1: And the Australian share market really did like that news of a reserve bank leaving interest rates on hold because the S&P ASX 200 rose 0.5%, 7,450. For more on the market reaction, Rainer Bosch spoke with Martin Lakos
0: from Macquarie. Well, the market was up about 20 uh, points uh, on the opening today, but it did have a big spike after the announcement by the Reserve Bank that kept rates on hold for the second month in a row. We're up about uh, 60 points all up at one stage, but starting to see some uh, slippage through the afternoon. Pretty much broad brush rally the banks and the resources doing reasonably well even consumers discretionary holding up okay and also healthcare was certainly in positive territory for most of the day But are we still on a global hiking cycle? The Bank of England is due to meet later this week. What are you expecting to happen there? Well, the Bank of England raised rates 50 basis points in their last meeting, and we don't think that's necessary to go by that increment again. But given that uh, inflation is even more stubborn in the UK, we are expecting a 25 basis point rise by the Bank of England on Thursday. But, of course, there's a combination of stubborn inflation in the UK, but the economy is definitely slowing and softening and to some extent a repeat story of why the Reserve Bank here in Australia basically kept the rates on hold, that not only was that inflation number that came out last week was a little softer than anticipated, there are definitely some material signs the Australian economy is starting to slow. So what does this all mean for investments and where are the opportunities at the moment? Well, as you know, we're just at the beginning of the company reporting season, so we're going to get an an enormous amount of information from companies as they report profits. So the markets had a very good run, really, since since May uh, of this year, and so we're taking a bit more of a cautious approach with the markets at this sort of level, particularly with the reporting season. We do have an expectation that uh, the company profits will probably be softer and we'll probably see more downgrades than upgrades. That's not to say that every company report and every company profits will be weak or soft, but it's going to be all about both the numbers and what the outlook statements by companies are. So while we are waiting these results, we're really basically sitting on our hands waiting to see what happens, because if we do see a slowdown in earnings, we would have an expectation the share market can have a small softening or correction going on, going forward from here. And in particular, in light of the fact the market looks fairly fully priced. Finally, China's economic recovery continues to pose concerns post-pandemic. How are the markets uh, digesting this information and are they expecting more stimulus? Well, certainly uh, they are expecting more stimulus, as would we be uh, considering that as well. Uh, Clearly, when China had the zero COVID policy and shut down large portions of their economy, particularly in manufacturing and household uh, activity, uh, they've basically come back into the marketplace providing some stimulus, but doesn't appear to be really getting traction at this stage. And they're moving in a number of stages. More recently, they are widening credit growth, so they're allowing banks to lend more. And also they're obviously considering monetary policy that is sort of easing cash rates as well. So it's quite interesting where you've got around the world in the Western world trying to uh, slow down economic activity with higher rates and keeping inflation under control. The Chinese authorities are actually trying to do exactly the opposite. Inflation's under control, it's actually relatively low and they're trying to stimulate their economy. So we are anticipating this push-pull effect is basically showing up that the global economy is probably a little more resilient than we had first anticipated for this year. Martin Lakos from Macquarie.